0: Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It's October 6th, 2020, and we're going to talk NBA Finals Game 4 and the MLB four-game slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Chief Justice 06. Will, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. Pleasure to be
1: on. Uh, A lot of sports still converging on us at once but that's going to be dwindling down by the day so let's keep enjoying nba and mlb while we have it because it will soon be a figment of our imagination
0: and we're gonna be like where did all the sports go uh, we, we we've gotten so spoiled with sports over the last you know couple months it's going to be like where's the sports so baseball season flew by like it, it went like okay I am I play baseball for a long time. I love baseball. I love the game of baseball. Like I love it like with a passion. 162 games might be too long, will. It might be too much. Like uh, what I think that's the one thing that like 60 games showed us this season is that 162 games might be too long. Like and, and like who can argue it? Like who realistically can argue that Let's, let's add two more playoff teams, play 120 games, and call it a day.
1: Well, I think, that, I think that's the formula, and that, that's kind of what I was thinking too, Stevie. When they played this season, um, I was thinking 100 to 120 games should be enough. The new playoff format should make it incredibly exciting anyway. Uh, I'm with you, 162 games. Come on, let, let, let's do better.
0: And then, like, I, I get it. Like, a lot of the records and stuff that have been put up won't be touched in a 120 game season. And like, I, I get all that stuff, but I don't know. I, I think 162 games. Like, what? Like, I want to know what the players think. I that's what I want to know. Like, go, like, go, give us like a real survey. Survey the players. And like, if they've already done this and somebody knows this on Twitter, send it to me because I would love to read it. So I would just love to hear what the players had to say about this season. So. All right, let's get into NBA. Um, it's a uh, game four, and I was wrong. I thought the Lakers were going to sweep them. I said it when you and I talked about it the other day, and uh, Jimmy Butler said um, access denied um, to the whole entire Lakers team. So Bam Adebayo is on the questionable side now, um, and, and Goran Dragic is still doubtful for game four. I,
1: I don't think he's coming back at all with the planner. I, I just don't see it. I don't think he makes it back at all.
0: Yeah, so we'll go off of that assumption. Um, It's a one-game slate, Will. It's a showdown slate. We have huge tournaments, huge tournaments on FanDuel, huge tournaments on DraftKings. I know you like showdown NBA. Um, You know, from from a roster construction standpoint, like how do you not roster LeBron, AD, or Butler in the captain? Like there's no other captain, right? It's those three guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's the way you approach it. I will say this on DK where, you know, Jimmy is going to be a lot cheaper than them. If Bam is out, then maybe you consider Jimmy a captain just because, and it's, it's got nothing to do with his performance in the last game. It's got everything to do with the price difference and how you're able to make it up with a couple of, you know, other players that you may want to play. Um, if Bam is out, then, you know, obviously you just play Kelly Olenek, uh, not necessary to not play him. I mean, he's been a stud, but I'm with you. LeBron, AD, Jimmy, those are, it's one of those three. Um, And I, I don't see any reason to make any other decisions.
0: Yeah, like, it's just not one of those things where like, I'm going to get cute. I'm not going to play like Olenek in the captain spot. I I I've seen some roster builds like I've been messing around with a couple roster builds where like if you do play Olinick, you can play Butler, Davis, LeBron all together, um, and like your lineup looks really good. Like you can plug like Tyler Hero in there and like you know someone else. Like you can build a stack team, and I get that, but like if Olinick puts up thirty and ends up with what 45 at the captain spot. If that happens and LeBron or AD put up 60 or 70, like you're still way behind. Like, yeah. so like for me, you know, for me, when I'm looking at my captain spot, it's LeBron, it's AD or Butler. Um, if Bam comes back, probably lean more towards like 80 or LeBron um, over Butler. But I can, I, I can understand what you're saying though. Like the thing is, will like, especially on draftkings i'm talking draftkings more than anything else like you can yeah. you can play ad at captain and make a lebron and butler team still like that's just kind of like why it's like all right we got to see what this what this all looks like
1: yeah and i mean kendrick Knight had a had a really bad game there the last game got in some serious foul trouble like he's another guy you'll be able to plug in on the back end that's cheap um You know, I I don't recommend, you know, kind of getting down playing guys like Solomon Hill or anything like that. But, uh, you know, these other cheap guys. Now, Bam comes back. You know, my interest in Kelly Olenek is going to be, you know, minuscule. I don't want to say minuscule, but not nearly as much. But um, I probably migrate some of those shares to Dwight Howard or something like that. And I know I'm kind of hopping around, but I'm just kind of trying to think things through and, and build it as if, we're anticipating building with the LeBron our AD team at, at, at captain.
0: So if Bam comes back, do you like Dwight more? Like, do we think Dwight plays more minutes if Bam comes back?
1: Yeah. Um, and look, Dwight, here's the crazy part. Dwight really hasn't played a whole bunch of minutes in the playoffs anyway. Like if you pull it up, he's had one game, well, maybe two games over 20 minutes, most of the games – He's playing 15 minutes roughly, so you're hoping he's going to do well in 15 minutes. Um, you know, Marquise Morris has is, is kind of picked up a little bit of steam with Olenek playing. But if Bam comes back, to answer your question, yeah, I think I like Dwight more with Bam back. If if Bam is out again, Marquise Morris is probably your guy. I mean, that's, that's probably who you want to get in there for the low.
0: I will say this. Like, um, they, they had – in game one if you look at the second quarter on game flow like bam played eight minutes in the second quarter of game one and like dwight wasn't out there they um went kind of small where like ad was kind of playing the five so like it's not like an instant it's not an instant like bam's gonna play 30 so dwight's gonna play 30 um yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Not, nothing like that at all
0: so you know let's go Lakers. Uh, obviously you know we like we like ad we like lebron outside of those guys what do you like in here for the lakers
1: um you know i think like i said i already already talked about this guy but i think marquise morris is is in play here um you know just based based on the minutes he's played i mean he played 15 minutes in uh 17 minutes game one 15 minutes game two 25 minutes game three uh you know i think I, I don't like the minutes, but what I've noticed in this offense with the way Miami is playing, they've been playing a lot of zone. When LeBron hits the paint, Morris is just kind of sitting out there in the corner. And as long as Morris is going to hit his shots, he's going to score fantasy points. So he's a guy I think, you know, that, that's really cheap that I think you get some exposure to. Um, you know, Kyle Kuzma has been OK, but I don't feel like I have to have him. Rondo, obviously at 7,200 playing, you know, mid 20s. He's kind of the third guy to me from the Lakers. If I'm playing LeBron and AD, I want to play uh, Rajon Rondo. I just think, you know, he's kind of, he's, he's definitely the third wheel, in my opinion, and he's priced as such.
0: Um, Miami Heat side of things, you know, obviously a lot is going to, to be determined by if Bam plays or not. We don't have that news right now. So kind of give me what you like with and without Bam playing. Uh With
1: Bam, Dragic is still out. I still think Kendrick Nunn gets 20 to 25 minutes. Uh, so I don't think we want to hop off that train. Look, he was in foul trouble. He had 5,000, like – I don't know, early fourth quarter something when I was watching the game. I can't remember the exact timing of it all. Just one was a really bad foul call. But I think Kendrick Nunn, because we're all going to play Tyler. We're all going to play Jimmy. I think I think we know we we need to be playing these starters. Like Jay Crowder, um, he's playing 30 minutes. Like, you need to play Jay Crowder. But I think the one guy that may fall out of contention if someone comes back is Kendrick Nunn. And I think that's a mistake. I think foul trouble cost him some playing time. I think we need to stay on the Kendrick Nunn train because I don't think Drogic is coming back this series.
0: Yeah, like, I, I like Nunn. Um, listen, like, Olenek's going to be the chalk value play if Bam's out. Um, they just they refuse to raise his price. Um, the one guy that I, I kind of like if Bam plays is Iggy. I think like Iggy could potentially get a a little bit bigger role um, if Bam is in the game. Um, So I like Andre Iguodala. If Bam plays, I still like him if he doesn't like, he's still really relatively cheap for a guy that can put up 20 fantasy points. Um, You know, that's what you're kind of looking for in this like three K range. You're looking for that guy that can kind of get you like 20 fantasy points. Um, That's plenty at that range. Like, you're you're wanting your studs to do their thing, you know. It's it's showdown NBA. Will like you want your studs to do their thing, and then you just want your counterpieces to get there. Um, and, and whatever counterpieces get there, the best are going to, you know, are are the teams that are going to win.
1: Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely.
0: Um, anything else in NBA before we get out of here?
1: I'm good, man. I think, you know, I don't think it's rocket science. I think you just got to hope that you nail the right MVP out of those collection of guys. And then just hope that if you're multi-entering, that you're overweight on the one cheap guy you need to be overweight on or or secondary piece that you need to be overweight on to capture that combination.
0: Let's, um, let's play some MLB. Um, we're recording early. We don't have pricing yet. So we're going to be doing this more from a statistical standpoint. um, as we record the Astros and athletics are playing their first game. We got the Yankees and rays starting here in a little while. Um, you know, we have some really good pitching, but like we're, we're already seeing like in in game one Astros, uh, the Astros and Houston game, like we're seeing the Oakland athletic bullpen have to be used early. Um, you know, so I think that's definitely something to note, but we got a four game slate. Um, we get started with the Miami Marlins and the Atlanta Braves. Sandy Alcantara, Max Freed. Um, well, it's your team, man. You know, I know you're you're rooting for your Braves. Um, I whoever wins this series, this series right here, this one right here, the Marlins and Braves. I want this series. Whoever wins this series to win the World Series. Like I, I think, like it would just be. Epic. If the Miami Marlins out of nowhere, win the COVID war and then come back and win the, win the world (laughs) series. And I, I've been saying it for years. Like the Atlanta Braves have, they're one of the best, you know, young teams in baseball. So like, I'd love to see them win too. Uh, I think the Tampa Rays would be a cool story too. Tampa Bay lightning just won the, you know, the Stanley cup, like, you know, that'd be really cool. But, um, Let's start oh, with. C-
1: so so. Let, let's stop there because now that you're saying this, it, it could be a, a full Tampa Bay championship year. Tampa Bay actually makes it, especially with Brady and Tampa Bay. Like that would be a cool story for Tampa Bay to kind of sweep, sweep and get to a championship. That being said, you know, I want the Braves to get out of this thing. No, I know but, you it, do. It would be cool. It would, it would be cool.
0: You know, Hey, listen, like, if the Miami Heat come back and beat the Lakers, the state of Florida can rule the rule the 2020 sports scene. So who knows what happens? So, um, all right, Sandy Alcantara. We know, um, throughout the year he's been very, very good against righties. He has struggled against lefties. Um, what's your thoughts on him going up against the Braves?
1: Well, we're going to have a mostly right-handed heavy team, but the lefties that you have to worry about are ones that's going to give you trouble, and that's Freddie Freeman. Ozzy Albies and then hey we got Nick Markakis in the eight, eight hole and, and while he may not seem very threatening Sandy Quintana may have 15 pitches just on that one at bat so uh, I I, look I'm stacking the Braves here it's just no way around it these guys are going to be at home early game uh, hopefully the ball will be flying out of the park courtesy of Freeman Albies Nick Marcakis and you know for sure I'm not leaving Marcel Ozuna outside of any more Brave stacks. Uh, I, I love the Braves here, I, and I, I'm, I'm fading. I, I'm not going to play any Sandy Alcantara. I know I just jumped on the Braves right out of the gate, but not playing Sandy in this spot at all.
0: Like, he's pitching really well, and, like, we need to give him his proper credit. Um, with that said – the righties in this lineup aren't your typical righties like Ronald Acuna, Marcelo Zuna, Adam Duvall has been hitting the ball very well down the stretch. Um, like I'm more worried if like Albies is going to struggle in this matchup than anybody else. But like Freddie, um, you know, one of the top plays on the entire slate with Alcantara's struggles. So I'm going to probably pass on Alcantara here again. I play one team. I play one lineup for MLB playoffs. I build one core lineup and that's what I play for both sites. He's not going to make the build for me today. Um, Max freed. On the other hand, I like max freed a lot. Um, I will say, like I just said, we don't have pricing yet, but from what we've noticed for the first round of the playoffs is we're going to pretty much be able to play whichever two pitchers we want. Um, So, you know, looking at this team, Jesus Aguilar, Cooper, they they worry me. Rojas is a good hitter against lefties. But Max Freed is a guy that doesn't typically get blown up. And there's like three, four, five pitchers on this slate that can get blown up. So, like, I am liking the safety of Max Freed here.
1: Yeah, I definitely don't hate that. I mean, I, I, I'm i with you. Uh, I like Max Freed a lot on this slate. Um Really, I mean, when you kind of look across across the landscape of it all, there's probably one or two guys that I'm really afraid of in terms of maybe strikeout upside. Outside of that, that's it. So I, I'm with you. Max Free definitely in play. You know, you talked about the fact that he's not getting blown up, pitched really well against Cincinnati. Um, so you know, and that that's kind of what he's been when he's been healthy. I like that call a lot.
0: Uh, let's talk bats here. We'll start with the Marlins. Um, if you are going to play Marlins bats, I, I think you look at Jesus Aguilar or Garrett Cooper, like the big right-handed power guys that can hit you a home run as one-offs. Like I don't think I'll stack on the slate. So using a couple one-offs from against my pitcher is not something that I'm like super worried about.
1: Yeah, not at all. Um, I'm with you hundred percent and I'm not stacking, but you know, Garrett Cooper, definitely don't mind him. Definitely don't mind Aguilar. Um, you know, another guy that I think, you know, if, if he happens to crack the lineup and gets a little closer to the top, Miguel Rojas is just a guy that's, you know, not striking out much. So I don't ever mind throwing him in on a slate where raw points, in my opinion, continue to matter because you're not going to see the home run activity overall.
0: Um Braves. I love Freddie Freeman. Uh, I think he, you know, he's a, like I said, I think he's one of the top plays. He, he's like he's a guy that is going to end up being like a staple for me on this slate. But I, I think you can look at some of these righties. I know Alcantara has been good against righties, but like these guys are elite hitters. So I, I like the Braves, but I like Freeman the most.
1: Yeah, man, it's, it's no question about it. Freddie Freeman is your guy today. Uh, I think he's the top player on the slate. I'm assuming Freddie's going to be 5K plus on DK, 4K plus on FanDuel. I don't think that's anything crazy, but I definitely think you want to get him in. Um, uh, like I said, I, I do like Albies. I think I think Albies is going to be in play just because, you know, he, he'll be on the left side of the plate. And, you know, Alcantara, if, if, you know, just hasn't had the strikeout ability at, on the left side of the plate. Just that alone, you know, gives me the interest I need in Albies. And once again, man, Marcelo Zuna, you know, we saw in the last game against the Reds, um, you know, what he's capable of, man. One swing, it's gone. Uh, you know, they had a pretty big inning. I think when they gave five to zero, but him and Duvall just, you know, carried us home with some two-run shots. So I I like Marcel. Uh, he's got the power to get the job done. Don't be like me and play the Braves and stack them and don't play Marcelo Zuna. It, it hasn't happened anymore, Get Marcelo Zuna in your lineups.
0: Astros and Athletics, Frambo Valdez against Sean Manaya. Um, we'll go with Valdez here first. I'm worried a little bit about pitch count for both these guys. Um, I think that's like a huge concern um, for both these guys. But like maybe we see them go a little bit deep here. Um, Frambo Valdez, you know, this is a guy with uh, a 110 ISO, under 110 ISO to both sides of the plate you know, 25% K rate to righties, 30% K rate to lefties. He's been really, really good. And, like, if we look at, like, the Oakland lineup against, like, left-handed pitching this season, with Chapman out, this team has struggled against left-handed pitching. I think, like, I think Valdez is interesting, Will.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about, you know, short leash, maybe short, shorter pitch count, smaller pitch count, I still think he can go five innings. And I think what we have to do is hope that, you know, he doesn't get knocked around, doesn't walk too many guys. And then that he's able to dial up those strikeouts in a limited pitch count situation. What I will say is this, you know, when, when I look at Framberg uh, Valdez, if he's rolling pretty good, I, I think they'll let him go. And so I think he's got I think his cap is about seven innings, you know, six or six to eight strikeouts. I think that's his 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 cap in this spot. Uh, and I'm not going to judge it off the very last performance, but the very last time, just kind of putting it out there, that he saw Oakland, it was seven innings, uh, eight strikeouts, nine strikeouts, excuse me. Not saying he'll get there, but I definitely think if he goes seven and he's got that that eight strikeout ability, which would put him right in line, and I, I expect him to give up a run or two, but that's perfectly fine with what I'm sure with where he'll be at. I would accept seven innings, eight Ks, two earned runs any day of the week.
0: Um, shamaniya I think this is probably the biggest question mark, like coming into this slate. Like, what do you think we should expect from shamaniya here?
1: Um, first of all, let me say that I'm, I'm not playing Shamanaya on this particular slate at all. Um, I, I don't think he gets past. <sighs> I'd say. Five innings is for sure probably his cap. And Houston, look, Houston hasn't been setting the world on fire, but I think you know playoffs. This team is dialing in. Uh, we know this guy isn't going to have the the K upside for us. Um, if he if he gets there, it's going to be a lot of ground balls. Um, I just I, I can't play him I, I think he gets to five. Um, I think they dialed the pitch count up on him, and I, I think he's out of there.
0: I don't think I can play him either. And it also has a lot to do with like the Houston lineup. Like, let's just be honest. This lineup is not a team that strikes out a lot against left-handed pitching. And this is also a team that like, there's four or five guys with walk rates over like 10% against left-handed pitching this season. So I'm already worried about like his pitch count. I'm facing a team that, you know, works, counts, walks, doesn't strike out a lot, um, so, like, I, that's why I'm worried about Manaya Is there any of these Astros bats that you like here?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I'm always going to have interest in my good friend and buddy, Mr. Alex Bregman, when, when we're facing the lefty. Uh, yeah, I just think he's got, you know, such good plate discipline, and I know we haven't seen, you know, some of the home run numbers short in season, but I still think he's, you know, essentially one of the best hitters on this team. Um, And then, look, if Michael Brantley comes in under 4K again, I'm not anticipating that. But if he does, uh, I I don't mind throwing him in there as well. And then, you know, we've got Carlos Correa, who's been kind of at the bottom of the lineup. But I think he's the guy that that might go under on this slate, especially when we might want to play some Swanson. Um, You know, we'll have some other shortstops that we may want to play. I think he's a a very good guy to, to throw in there, even if, you know, if you're not stacking just a good quality hitter against a lefty here uh for this slate I, I like Carlos Correa a lot.
0: Yeah, I love Gary L. I, I think he's gonna be really low owned on this slate. Probably more of a fan duel play because I do I really do want to get Freeman in over there on DraftKings. Um but like I like the idea of playing Freeman and uh Gary L together. Gary L has been really great against left-handed pitching this season. 279 ISO, 360 woba low strikeout rate, low walk rate. Like, this is a guy that's going to put the ball in play. And um, in the playoffs, I want guys that are going to put the ball in play. So um, I don't hate Brantley or Tucker. Lefty-lefty matchup. If we don't expect Sean Maniah to go deep into this game, I think that, you know, looking at some left-handed guys is is not the worst thing because, like – the new rule where guys have to face three batters. It's not always like just because the lefty gets pulled, they can bring in a lefty to face you again next at bat. Like they can't go pitch a guy, one, one batter and bring in a lefty to face a lefty anymore. So like, oh. I, I, I like the new rule, especially for DFS. It's kind of been helpful so far. So uh Yankees and Rays, Masahiro Tanaka against Tyler Glass. Um Tanaka, man, any interest in him?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't think I'm going to play Tanaka on this slate. And he's usually a guy I try and look at, you know, in the right spot. Guy that's going to be throwing slider. I'm not saying this team is all over sliders, but I just think, you know, I'm going to get better value with Freed unless they've got him priced up significantly. So I think I'm going to pass on Tanaka on this slate. I think I'd be more interested in Framberg and, and Max Freed. I, th- I think he's a guy I'm going to going to keep out of my player pool.
0: Yeah, and like the Yang- or the or the Rays, they actually have some guys that hit Um, sliders very well so like I do think and like I'd have to like go and pull it up and stuff but I'm sure like they've seen Tanaka a lot too so like I'd I'd be somewhat interested in looking at a little bit of the BVP numbers um, just because they've seen him so much over the last couple years so I'm probably not playing Tanaka in the spots I kind of like the race a little bit as a low-owned team to target um, on the other side, Gla- Glassnow is interesting. Like, I, I really want to see what the ownership is going to come out to because this is this is like the definition of a boom bust spot. He's facing a Yankees team that has four or five guys with two fifty plus ISO against right handed pitching, but this is a dude with a thirty seven point six percent K rate and a fourteen percent swinging strike rate. You won't find another guy like that on the slate. Um, so. Well, I think, like, if I'm playing tournaments here, I have to at least consider Glass now in this spot.
1: Oh, yeah. he, he He's my guy today. I think he's got the upside. Um, I'm going to be all over him. I don't care. Um, it, it, because he's facing the Yankees, maybe that gets him a little bit lower on than maybe he should be for, for a four-game slate. So, uh, Glass now my number one pitcher on the slate, period. Uh, I'm almost lock-button. I'm really close to thinking I'm a lock-button glass now.
0: Yeah, I just um, – it's hard not to – it's hard not to like him. Like, ceiling-wise, like – Yeah. He he probably has the highest ceiling on the slate because, like, Walker Bueller is a fantastic pitcher, but it's the Dodgers. You have no idea. Um, You know, it's just crazy. So, I think that – you know, I I think you have to like glass now here. And, like, if you're not playing glass now, like – Play some Yankees. Like, look at the look up and down this lineup. Like Judge, 286 ISO. Voight, 320 ISO. Stanton, 318 ISO. Like, there's plenty of power in home run bats here.
1: Yeah, man, for sure. Um, I'm I'm obviously you know you see how I feel about glass now. Not gonna be on as many Yankees. Um, I I don't ever on a four-game slate, I don't mind taking some DJ LeMayhew. Um, you know, he he seem, he seemingly, in you know, on paper, never really has the upside on paper. But listen, man, this guy is just a hitting machine, man. Drives guys in, gets on base, uh, very rarely puts up a dud. If I'm playing one guy from this team, DJ LeMayu and my boy Gio Rochella. Outside of that, uh, I don't feel like I have to play anyone else. I'm probably going to mostly be avoiding the Yankees in this spot outside of, you know, home run hunting like i said i don't mind geo don't like don't mind dj but overall i'm gonna be real heavy tyler glass now for sure
0: yeah Uh, i just like if i'm not playing glass now i put one lineup if i'm not playing glass now i'll have some yankees if um but like there's a good chance that like i go free glass now like uh, that's kind of where i'm leaning right now it's early but like it's not because like the slate starts pretty early so i think that overall that's kind of where i'm leaning i get it though like if you're not playing glass now play some of the yankee power bats. if you want to play a yankee power bat as a one-off with glass now do it like you know the raised bullpen is really good too like we have two really good bullpens here like we have a good yankees bullpen and a good raised bullpen so like two, three max from these teams. Like I'm not stacking in general, but like, I'm careful here. Very careful. Um, Rays bats going up against Tanaka here. Um, What are your thoughts against the rays bat or the raised bats here?
1: Yeah, man. I think, you know, first of all, let's talk about this, Stevie. We talked about it the last time we, you know, we were on the slate. Brandon Lowe is probably going to be one of the safest bats you have from uh, the Yankees now. Um and correct me if I'm wrong the Yankees don't the Yankees don't have too many left-handed relievers.
0: Um Well, they have that Chapman guy.
1: <laughs> no, no 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 but but he's not coming in I don't think in the 5th inning. I mean right. he's coming in like so I'm saying I'm I should have been more specific.
0: No, they Still have relief. Well, they 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 have they have Montgomery in the bullpen for the playoffs um yeah, and yeah, then they yeah, have group. uh they have Zach Britton too. So they have three potential lefties but Chapman, like you said, he's not coming in till late, um, and you're you're not likely like Brendan Lowe's not getting pinch hit for anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah,
1: but these other guys, like uh, you know, G-Man Choi, uh, Kevin Kiermaier, they they may get pinch hit for. Uh, even man, even Manny Margot may get pinch hit for. So just just be careful. You know, I think Yandy will stay. I think, Um, but Brad Brandon Brandon Lowe's probably going to stay, and I've seen. Arazarena get hit for, but maybe he'll stick in this one because Tanaka's a righty if he plays. But Brandon Lowe is the one bat I trust, and I think if you play any of these other fringe pieces, I think you're hoping that, you know, they hit a home run before they leave because they could very well get pitch hit for in the, somewhere around the fifth to seventh inning.
0: Um, Man, I, I like potentially getting some of the guys like Lowe. Um, I think Zanino is interesting. We talked about him last time and he had a home run. Like, you don't ever – like, you're getting, you know, catchers, like, you're just trying to get somebody that's not going to get pinch hit for. And they like Zanino. Zanino has pop. And um, so I, I like I like Zanino. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, I was just kind of looking really quick. Um, but, yeah, I think that Azirino... He's Azarenia. He's been decent. Choi um, might get the start. I, like Nate Low wasn't on the roster for this, so like Choi should be in there. Um, I, I like pieces. I like again. I don't want to go too crazy here, just because like it, it's the Rays and they they will pinch head and the Yankees bullpen's really good. So um, Padres and Dodgers to finish us out here. Chris Paddock against Walker Bueller um Chris Paddock is a young talented pitcher Chris Paddock is someone that I am not playing against the Dodgers because it's a right-handed pitcher against the Dodgers
1: yeah no Chris Paddock for me on this slate either uh full faith for sure
0: yeah like (laughs) I don't even have to like think twice about it Will, um uh, like and and, like he's faced this team a couple times already this season so like uh, I'm gonna pass on Paddock Walker Bueller is interesting he's not going to make the cut for me on a single entry team today, but like if I was playing more than, you know, if I was playing like a 20 inch or max or something, or if I was mass multi entering, I I would have exposure to him if I was playing a lot of teams. Um, I am happy the Padres made it because this series should be awesome. Um, I, I think the world series favorite comes out of this series for what it's worth. But um, yeah, I think that, I think Bueller's interesting, not going to make it on a single entry build. You worry about the pitch count, but the talent is, the talent is why you'd be playing him here.
1: Well, here's my question. Do you think they just maybe held? And I know he's been hurt. So don't get me wrong. The blister situation, but do you think they held him back? You know, the last couple starts to get him ready for the playoffs? Like, do you think he can get to six innings in this one? And I'm legitimately asking because, you know, they didn't let uh, a Kershaw pitch his last game like a full game. He just kind of gave him an abbreviated start. Do you think they're going to unleash Bueller here and at least let him get to six innings, 90 95 pitches or so?
0: <laughs> it's tough Dave question. Roberts. I know. It, it's the Dodgers, man. I
1: <laughs> Yeah, which is uh... why we're playing Glass now with Bueller.
0: Like, oh, it's the Dodgers. If if it was any well besides the Cubs because Joe Madden over over manages too but um I I don't think anybody knows let's just be honest like nobody knows what he's gonna do um does he come out in the fifth inning and like walk Manny Machado and Eric Hosmer comes up and Dave Roberts is like give me a lefty like that's the that's the risk of playing like Walker Buehler if he's at like. 80 pitches and he gets a guy or two on, like, is, is he going to get pulled? Like, that's the biggest concern. And like, he has the second best K rate on the slate, Um, you know, behind glass now. So like the ceiling is there. It, it's just, you have to understand the risk and like, can he beat the rest of these pitchers in five innings? Yeah, he can. That's just the risk you have to take. Uh, do you like any Padres bats here?
1: Um, I mean, man, it's kind of a, maybe a little bit of trick Grisham, uh, Hosmer. I don't ever mind. Cause he's just, he's not going to strike out as much as the rest of the team. I think if I'm playing one bat though, I mean, I think it's gotta be Tatis. I mean, the guy's been one of the hottest hitters in baseball. I think maybe his ownership comes in a little bit lower late game facing a really good pitcher. Uh, Tatis can, you know, send it over, over the fence with anybody. You know I, I talked about uh you know up top liking liking Miguel Rojas as an option. I talked about liking Carlos Correa. I thought those were options, obviously. But I mean, if you're playing, you know, one guy, I, I think it's Fernando Tatis, man. It's it seems like an easy call, but I don't think he gets the ownership with the combination of late game and facing Walker Bueller.
0: Listen, Tatis is very, very good play here. I don't care what anybody says, nobody can talk me off of it whatsoever. Walker Bueller has a 48% fly ball rate with a 40% hard hit rate and a 229 ISO against right-handed pitching or hitting this season. And Fernando Tatis has a 360 ISO with a 58% hard hit rate. Like Tatis is easily one of the top players on the slate. It's just all about like, are you going to be able to make it work? Um, If you're playing Freeman, if you're playing freed, like we don't have pricing up in front of us, we don't know. So um, I do think Tatis is interesting. Um, uh, If Will Myers cracks the lineup, I really like him just for what it's worth. Like he is someone that I really like it's a strikeout or a hard hit ball. Um, and that's perfectly fine with me. Um, so let's talk Dodgers bats, you know, all of them, like, you know, I, I have a ton of respect for Chris Paddock. I do, but it's just, the Dodgers are just really good and rehosts. If he cracks the lineup, he's interesting because I'm sure he'll be cheap. Max Muncie with his upside. But Corey Seeger and Fernando Tatis almost make it where you have to almost pay up at shortstop, Will, because they're just both such great plays.
1: Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, love Corey Seager. Um, I like Mookie Betts, man. I mean, you know, righty-righty. Let's just say it. We, we like the Dodgers here. You know, Paddock hasn't been – And I'm kind of disappointed, man. I I thought Paddock was really going to take some form of a leap this year. Maybe that comes next year. Maybe it's some mechanical things he's got to work on. But I think we just – I think the Dodgers are definitely a team we want to stack here, top to bottom. Uh, I I think they're going to be fine. I mean, when you've got Corey Bellinger, you know, kind of being pushed down to the bottom of the lineup, hasn't had, you know, uh, the season I think we all hope. But when you're able to just kind of push him down to the six-hole or seven-hole – and uh bring some other guys ahead that tells you the strength of this team uh Dodgers should should have a really good game here.
0: Let's just be honest, all of us that have Cody Bellinger uh rookie cards and stuff uh we're hoping for a much better season for Cody Bellinger and we're hoping that he explodes at some point of these playoffs so we can unload some of those cards. Um... Well, he, he could just become <laughs> he he can become uh
1: Oh, man. What's my guy? He played for the Mets. Uh, Daniel. What's his last
0: name? Uh, Daniel Murphy.
1: Yeah. Listen, all all we need is a Daniel Murphy explosion here. Just start hitting a home run every game in these playoffs and we're ready to go.
0: Yeah, for sure. So that was
1: awesome. Like, honestly, that was probably one of the greatest runs. I remember in like recent MLB, like Daniel Murphy was just teeing off with the Mets. I mean, it's just awesome.
0: Yep. Um, paddock has a 256 iso to lefties and 272 iso to righties um he has really struggled with striking left-handed batters out that's just one of the reasons that we like the dodgers here just to kind of give some some statistics um on why we like the dodgers not just hey play the dodgers so uh we can't play the morning grind game today because we don't have pricing and stuff we apologize for that we needed to record a little bit earlier today um so yeah we're going to go finish up some NFL showdown and um, NFL builds and watch some football. And hope you guys enjoy the podcast for Tuesday. Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Let's have some fun, people.
1: Uh, let, let's ride this thing to the finish line. Almost there with the NBA, almost there with MLB. Uh, and football is we're right in the, riding the thick of things, man. Keep having fun out there.
0: Freddie Freeman, no matter what, anybody that's watched the movie draft day, they know what I'm talking about. Freddie Freeman, no matter what, that's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest and we'll see you then.